0: that's com.
1: <clears throat> you're listening to the sanspants network
0: home of comedy <laughs>
1: culture <laughs> adventures
0: and ghosts
1: this is news fighters where we fight the news so you don't have to with dylan behan
0: yes hello everyone and welcome to episode 106 of news fighters for Thursday the 12th of May 2022. I'm your host, Dylan Bain, the Mark Riley of News Comedy. Now, of course, I'm up late because last night was the final leaders' debate on Channel 7, and uh, didn't they promo the hell out of it? The final showdown. Scott Morrison versus Anthony Albanese on 7. It's very over-the-top promo there from a 7. Of course, uh, Sunday's debate on 9 was on after Lego Masters, and tonight's debate was on after Big Brother. And if you ask me, I think the promo for Big Brother could have also been used for the debate. They have no idea what's happening right beneath their feet. Over on Nine, they didn't even try and compete with Seven's Debate. They just showed a family movie. And I think the the promo for that also summed up my feelings towards the debate. I don't want to do this! Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. Tonight on Nine. Seven's Debate was hosted by their chief political correspondent, Mark Riley. And uh, I think he actually did a pretty good job. He opened the debate with this. Tonight, the questions you want answered. Please be 20 questions about lettuce again. That's what I want to know about. Uh, No, and then he said this. Gentlemen, we know you're not friends, but can we be friendly tonight? Can we agree that we want to hear your policy and we want you to engage, but not disrupt each other? Can we get an agreement? Jeez, Mark Riley, what on earth makes you say that? I mean, Sunday's debate was fine. Only one you only want to get rid of, of the, the better off You've overall had test. No, that's not... Your, your had party, when you're you a tick-off. You've been telling this you right you, to your party... We've given you both and climate. There were some differences between this and the previous debates. Uh, for one thing, most of the questions were just asked by one journalist. And secondly, they added some annoying game show countdown music. Now, we know that Australians through the pandemic have been taking good decisions... Is something
1: that I don't support. Has ever trusted him with a financial job. I wouldn't let him in
0: right now, and women are taking up more and more of those jobs. Yes, my background sounds that distracting, I'm amazed the uh, moderator wasn't Ian Turpy from Press Your Luck. I'll still press my luck. <laughs> All right, love, 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 love. All right? Because I know I can get the big buttons step. All right now into the content of the debate itself. And uh, Anthony Albanese's recurring theme seemed to be, I know you're doing it tough.
2: Because people are doing it really tough out there.
0: Real workers out there are doing it tough.
2: But for people on the minimum wage, they're doing it really tough right now.
1: Well, for Prime Minister Scott Morrison, it was, haven't I had it tough? As we all know, the last few years have been very tough for Australians. The last three years, last two years in particular, have been incredibly tough. Over the last couple of years, we've come through the most difficult times that we could have ever
0: imagined and couldn't have contemplated three years ago. Now, the debate was structured around seven main uh, areas or questions, the first of which was wages, uh, which has been in the news because Anthony Albanese has proposed a 5.1% increase to the minimum wage in line with inflation, which in the debate he justified like this. If the Fair Work Commission
2: grant a 5% increase, that's two cups of coffee a day. And the idea that two cups of coffee a day is something that would damage the economy is, I believe, uh, just not the case.
0: Two cups of coffee might not damage the economy, but it would certainly damage my sleep patterns if I have two more cups of coffee a day. And thank you to everyone who's been buying me coffees at uh, buymeacoffee.com slash newsfighters. Now, Anthony Albanese, of course, is saying uh, this $8 a day wage increase would buy two cups of coffee. I say he's not trying hard enough. You should... Go to Seven Eleven and get eight $1 cups of coffee a day. Really, really stretch that pay increase as far as you can so you never sleep and you can be up at 2 in the morning shouting into a microphone about a stupid debate. Scott Morrison's response to Anthony Albanese calling for a wage increase was just to grab the Aussie insult phrase book and see what was in there.
1: He's a loose unit when it comes to the economy. Mr Albanese showed yesterday that he is a complete loose unit on this stuff.
0: Yes, Anthony Albanese is a loose unit, says the man who this election campaign alone has been filmed uh, doing burnouts in Tasmania and getting yelled at in a Newcastle pub. Can't trust that loose unit, Anthony Albanese... There's one thing I love about the term loose unit. It was the time that Karl Stefanovic mentioned it in passing to Boris Johnson and he didn't know what the hell he was talking about.
1: Um, Donald Trump, I think a lot of Australians think he's a loose unit. A loose unit, uh, like a like a fridge.
0: Scott Morrison didn't rule out supporting pay rises. I'd welcome pay rises, obviously, for all workers, especially for politicians and prime ministers who've both received pay rises under Scott Morrison's government and who refused to take a pay cut during COVID. Good job. Of course, Morrison's idea to ease cost of living pressures was hey, we gave you some tax cuts, didn't we? Where families up to 126,000 a year will get an extra 420 that they'll keep of
1: money they earn. But the tax cuts we've provided continue into the future because they should keep more of what they earn and we've always delivered lower taxes. All right, Prime Minister, thank you. You are smashing out those
0: talking points. (laughs) There is something. Yes, and Mark Riley, there's also smashing the mirage of impartiality that we used to have with debate moderators. Thanks, Mark. Anthony Albanese tried his uh, relatable, uh, I know you're doing it tough thing again.
2: It's not like they're they're making decisions uh, based upon uh, what holiday they'll have. What they're making
0: decisions on is whether they'll buy a steak... Or just have to stick to mincemeat. Meanwhile, everyone on JobSeek is like, "Geez, wish I could afford some mincemeat. That sounds, that sounds luxurious. Imagine mincemeat with these two-minute noodles. I love Anthony Albanese there mentioned uh, planning where you go on holidays. You know, Scott Morrison's media advisers during that whole exchange were like, don't mention Hawaii, don't mention Hawaii, don't mention Hawaii. Now onto another big issue of the election campaign, childcare and uh, Channel 7. Uh, thankfully, didn't want it to look like a, a total sausage fest, so they brought out uh, West Australian political editor, editor Lani Scar who reminded everyone, hey, remember when childcare was free? Why don't we do that again, you idiots? Free childcare happened during the pandemic. You've both spoken about it tonight. Why can't free childcare continue?
2: Mr Albanese first. What we want to do is we have a plan for more affordable childcare where 96% of families will be better off and 4% will be the same. Uh, We've also said uh, that what we will do is to have the Productivity Commission in our first term look towards whether you would move to a universal system of affordable childcare. What are the economic implications of that?
0: Yeah, forget the studies. I think the economic implications are everyone wants free childcare back again. Despite the fact that free childcare would dramatically increase female participation in the workforce and drastically improve the economy, Scott Morrison, of course, is against it. What we don't do is go and promise the world when
1: you know you can't pay for it. If you go to 90%, childcare for everybody. That is a policy that all Australians are going to have to pay for. What we've demonstrated is we've been getting women into work because they want to work and they want those opportunities and a strong economy is what provides for it. Female participation in the workforce has been at record levels as a result of the strong economic policies that has been providing opportunities for women to get
0: into the workforce. Strong economic policies? What the hell are you talking about? My friends tell me that the system's rigged so that it's designed so that women don't do a fourth or fifth day in the office and have to take care of the kids. That's not a strong economic policy. That's like a back in the kitchen Policy from the Liberal Party here. Morrison talking about women in the third person, like they're some kind of exotic species he's never encountered before, continued with this. And we've been championing
1: women's entrepreneurship. And we've been championing women in non-traditional trades and skills. So many more women taking up jobs in the Western Australian mining industry, but also up in Queensland. I've met them down at Snowy Hydro. I've met them in the manufacturing industries. I've met them
0: taking up these jobs and getting them the skills. Yes, that's right. Scott Morrison is bragging about meeting women with jobs. Wow, nobody tell Jenny she'll want one too. The coalition has come a long way, don't you think? This is, a, this is a, a, quite an exciting new development for them. Wow, I mean, I haven't seen Morrison this out of touch talking about women since uh, Sunday at the other debate. Prime Minister, do you have a problem appealing to women, do you think?
1: One in 11 women are the victims of domestic violence that results in their death in this country. One every 11 days, I should say.
0: Meanwhile, the other male leader in this two-male leader race uh, said that more had to be done to address the gender pay gap and women's workforce participation. Australia has fallen to 70th in the world for women's
2: economic participation and opportunity. We can do better than that. We can do so much better than that. We, we do very well on education for women, but that isn't translating into those full-time permanent career jobs and those career paths.
0: Permanent career job? Never heard of it. Mike Riley's a curveball to the leaders which have them try and say something nice about each other. Surely everybody has one redeeming feature, don't they? What is the one strength, Mr Prime Minister, that you find in this gentleman that you admire but also worries you? So Scott Morrison, of course, couldn't help but lay the boot in. He's shown a great deal of determination
1: over that period of time to rise from very humble beginnings. And I admire that in in Australians, and I admire that in Anthony, and that's great. But you know, to do this job, you need to know your stuff. You need to be across the detail. You need to not make things up on the rung, and and you can't be loose on the economy, because too many Australians' livelihoods depend it. And as much as I respect what he's been able to achieve, I just don't believe that he's been able to demonstrate that he's able to get across the
0: detail to do this job. Wow, what a turn from uh, Scott Morrison there. Anthony Albanese, what a great guy. I hate him, he's useless. Imagine if you got Scott Morrison to give a speech at your 21st. Happy 21st, Steve-o. Good on Steve-o, he's he's worked hard his whole life to get where he is, but he's useless with money. Nobody trusts him and never give him a job. And then it was Albanese's turn to say something positive about Morrison.
2: Scott's absolutely committed to his nation. And I admire that. And on a range of issues, to name one, uh, mental health in terms of young people. We've seen increased funding for mental health, but in particular, increased funding for Headspace and for those issues.
0: Yes, that's right, under Scott Morrison, every young person is filled with a massive anxiety and hopelessness due to the state of the environment and a complete lack of secure work and uh, secure housing. And uh, we all have PTSD from when we were locked in our house for months because Scott Morrison didn't order enough vaccines. But uh, at least he's uh, put a bit more funding in uh, to Headspace to help treat all the problems he created. What a guy! Then it was on to closing statements and Scott Morrison made it all about you. As a government, we've backed
1: you in. And this is one of the big differences, I think, in what we've heard tonight. See, in the
0: Liberals and Nationals, we believe in you. Yes, the Liberals and Nationals believe in you, provided you're not trans. His captain's pick candidate, Catherine Deaves, effectively withdrawing her
1: apology for calling gender reassignment surgery, mutilation. <laughs> His hand-picked candidate for Warringah, a captain's pick no less, well, she's walked back her apology for transphobic remarks. Do you still stand by her? Yeah, I do. Morrison continued, We don't believe the government is the answer. We believe you are the answer.
0: We want to back you in. We believe a strong economy is based on you. Yes, the theme of Morrison's uh, closing statement was basically, uh, government won't solve your problems, so vote for me to run the government. Meanwhile, Anthony Albanese's closing statement was basically, we can do better. And by we, he of course meant Scott Morrison. We can do better. We can do better than that. We can do
2: better than just continuing to drift there. We can do better than that. And
0: we can do better than that. Coincidentally, that's also what all the Labor pollsters say when they see how Labor is polling in Queensland. Oh, we can do better than that. Anyways, on to the results. And uh, Channel 7 decided that instead of polling a studio audience to see who won the debate, they would instead ask people in pubs. We invited around 150 voters to pubs in marginal seats right around Australia in every state plus the Northern Territory. Yes, that's right. Sucked in, Canberra. No, I bet they just had trouble finding a pub in Canberra that was open after nine o'clock on Wednesday. But yes, anyway, to the results. And of course, if there's one group of people that can always be trusted to tell the truth in their political opinions, it's people who've been drinking in pubs. And let's see what they had to say. A strong lead for Anthony Albanese, winning half the crowd. The PM claimed 34% of the vote, 16% undecided. Yes, that's right. Anthony Albanese won the debate, 50%. To thirty-four, Which means Anthony Albanese is definitely going to win the election and be our next Prime Minister. Because that's exactly uh, what happened uh, with the winner of the 2019 debate, I think. Let's have a look. Bill Shorten has been voted the winner of the first leadership debate. Well, most commentators and the studio audience scored last night's first leaders debate as a narrow win for Bill Shorten. Oh, well, never mind. Anyway, in conclusion, uh, if there's one thing I learnt from the debate, it's that uh, Anthony Albanese, if he doesn't win, at least already has his concession speech written. We can do better
2: than that. We can do so much better than that.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot.
0: Alrighty, thanks for listening to News Fighters. This uh, late night third leaders debate recap episode. The the election campaigns are winding up next week. I'm going to have a uh, final uh, episode, a uh, wrap of the campaign. I'm going to have an episode about Gonski, which is fascinating. And then uh, Sunday, the day after the election, I'm going to have a a, a big uh, Saturday night recap episode, and then I'm going to take a break because I need a holiday. Anyway, that's all. Uh, If you like the show and you want to support us, you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash newsfighters. We have bonus episodes on the Patreon. Uh, Also, uh, we have a newsletter at newsfighters.com and we're on Twitter and Instagram at newsfighterspod. Don't forget, hit follow uh, and subscribe on YouTube and your podcasting app of choice and on YouTube. Write us a comment and uh, hit like because I read all the comments and I'll probably reply to you. Anyway, uh, happy debate night. Uh, Keep fighting and bye for now. This
1: is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't
0: have to.
2: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus,